Hello and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today is podcast number 1906. The topic is nutrition and the title is The Impact of Food Timing. Food timing is incredibly important and it's very effective for achieving a significant type of goal that most people want to achieve. So most people I work with, they want to lose fat while building muscle and strength. There are times in which people need to kind of more purely focus on fat loss or they're already lean and they want to focus more purely on building muscle and strength. Uh, There's also other situations (laughs) um, and just body fat levels being the influence there. However, A lot of people would like to be able to change their body composition, meaning they want to lose fat while building muscle. And then typically, if they're going to train to build muscle, they'd like to see a little bit of strength increase. Even if that isn't their main goal, it just feels good to be stronger. It's also a good indicator of improved overall health to have uh, just to be stronger. (laughs) Strength is never a weakness, as Mark Bell says. And that's a pretty good statement there. So... The key to being able to lose body fat and build muscle is food timing. The reason why that's important is it allows us to control surpluses and deficits throughout the day. So most people think of calories or protein as a per 24-hour goal. You know, X number of calories a day, X grams of protein a day. So they think of it as a 24-hour goal. However, our body regulates calories and uses protein on a second-by-second-by-second basis throughout the day. It's helpful to know because it then gives us the power and the awareness that we can influence our surpluses and deficits throughout the day by controlling calories and protein on a micro level, like a smaller level than just per 24 hours. So we can get more uh, precise results and we can actually kind of better control what's happening in regards to the simultaneous goals of losing body fat and building muscle tissue. So the reason why we have body fat It's an evolutionary type response for the body to keep itself alive. (laughs) It wants to always be able to fuel the brain and the organs, even if we don't have something to eat or we haven't had something to eat in, uh, you know, the recent time. So, for example, back in the like hunting kind of days of uh, human beings, We would kill an animal, we'd have a surplus of calories available, we would eat that, hopefully we would allocate it a little bit, Uh, but then we would have a period of not enough food, and then we get hungry, and then we go kill something again. (laughs) Um, You know, if it was uh, uh, foraging, you would forage, gather some stuff, you'd sit, eat that, relax a bit, start to get hungry again, go forage some more. But the idea was, is there were moments of caloric surplus, And then moments of caloric deficit. And our body said, well, okay, how do we still run the brain? How do we still run the organs in those deficits? Let's store some of the energy from these surpluses to then use during the deficits. How it stored that is body fat in one way. 
Um, the idea of the ability of the body to store body fat is a survival type uh, mechanics. And it's good to know that because if the reason why the body stores body fat is in response to moments of surpluses and deficits. If we reduce surpluses and deficits, we reduce the need for body fat. So then as we would burn body fat off, the body doesn't fight hard to try to put it back on. Now, the same is true towards people who struggle to build muscle and strength. They are likely having moments of surpluses of protein following a meal, but then they have moments of a deficit of protein between their meals, so they're not optimally building muscle tissue throughout the day or uh, nerve connections and strength-related components throughout the day. So they're getting flashes of doing it through the day, but there's large time gaps in which they're not achieving that goal due to an inconsistent timing of protein. So the more we can control our surpluses and deficits, the more we can control body fat and the building of uh, muscle and strength. That's what we want to do is with food timing. Food timing gives us that ability to control our surpluses and deficits, to better control our body fat levels, and control the rate in which we're able to build muscle and strength. Now, we need to train <laughs> to create the stimulus for muscle and strength building. That's absolutely true. You're not going to build more muscle unless you show the body that it's necessary. You're not going to build more strength unless you show the body that it's necessary. And then training and exercise can help counter how much less food we need to eat to create the appropriate deficit to spark fat loss but not such a deficit that it causes the body to try to replace that body fat. So there actually is a caloric deficit that is too much. So if you can eat, actually, you can actually end up under eating what you need in order to lose body fat. Uh, you under eat the calories so severely that the body fights against the process of fat loss. So it's important to not extremely under eat in the pursuit of fat loss. You will lose initial weight but that'll start to slow down and it'll conversely start to be more muscleless tissue loss as opposed to just fat loss. So you'll weigh less, but you won't look any better. It's very important that we have the appropriate deficit. Now, an example of how we can kind of control our food timing to achieve these mixed goals of body fat control and body fat loss along with building muscle and strength is we would actually control our energy nutrients in our protein. So energy nutrients is carbohydrates and fats. That's basically what our body, the body does many other things with carbohydrates and fats, but it likes to predominantly use those for energy compared to protein. And fats and carbohydrates aren't the building material for muscle tissue. You do need some fat intake to help uh, facilitate the muscle building process, but it's not a lot of fat intake. So it, it's pretty much going to come uh, from chasing down protein foods and regular healthy uh, eating. But carbs really don't help build muscle other than they help fuel the energy to do so. So they're not a direct building material, but they do help support the process, if that makes sense. 
So we can think of carbs and fats as predominantly energy nutrients, and we can think of protein as predominantly a muscle-building and strength-building nutrient. They have crossovers, but we can think of them as you know predominantly one versus the other. This is helpful to know because we can control the deficit and surplus of our energy nutrients, carbs and fats, to manipulate fat loss while controlling protein to manipulate muscle and strength building. So I can actually create a deficit of carbohydrates and fats while having a surplus of proteins. This is extremely important because it helps me lose body fat but not miss out on the ability to build muscle tissue and strength. So thinking of them as separate entities and thinking of the amounts that we can have as separate entities, that energy nutrients can be in a surplus or deficit, whereas proteins can be in a surplus or deficit independent of each other, is extremely helpful to allow us to achieve mixed goals such as fat loss while building muscle and strength. So if we think through some practical applications of how we can do this, if somebody has a morning training session, and I'm going to go through and do midday and evening as well. But if somebody has a morning training session, then pre-workout, you would want to have a surplus of energy and protein coming in. Post-workout, you'd want to have a surplus of energy and protein coming in. Then midday, you're going to bring down the energy nutrients into a slight deficit, but you're still going to have a surplus of protein. And then in the evening, again, you're going to have the deficit of the energy nutrients, carbs and fats, but still have a surplus of protein. This is going to help you have enough energy around the time of the workout to maximize your performance, maximize the stimulus that you want for building muscle and strength. But you're also going to bring the energy down throughout the day so that way you can promote fat loss later in the day, but you're going to keep your protein high so you continue to build the muscle and the strength that you want, that you stimulated through the training. So carbs and fats will peak before and leading into the workout. And then you'll have valleys, you'll have a deficit of carbs and fats away from the training. But for protein, we're going to try to have a little bit of a surplus all day. Now, the demand for protein is higher around workout times. We're going to have higher amounts of protein, but it's a surplus. And then away from the workouts, the demand for protein isn't quite as high but we still want to have it above like a normal baseline need, so it's still going to be in a surplus. So the amount of protein relative to the time that we're consuming it is going to be higher around workouts, but it's never going to be in an actual deficit away from workouts. You just have less of a surplus. <laughs> so it, it's a little bit kind of interesting to think that carbs and fats are going to be in a surplus pre and intra workout, but then in a deficit away from workouts. Whereas protein is always going to be in a surplus, but the amount will change a little because our demand for protein changes throughout the day. So this is helpful to know because if we time our surpluses and deficits of energy and protein correctly, if we think of the day as three sections, which is what I really encourage clients to think of, it gives us more control throughout the day. 
is to think of the day as three sections. I call them time blocks. And it will be the first five to six hours of being awake, the second five to six hours of being awake, and then the final five plus whatever hours of being awake. So typically, we're going to sleep six to eight hours a day. That leaves us 16 to 18 hours of being awake, which is three units of roughly five to six hours. If we time it correctly, the first five to six hours of the day for these morning workout people, they're going to have enough energy coming in that they can perform well, but not in a crazy amount of surplus. So we're controlling any kind of fat gains. They're not going to necessarily lose fat uh, at the time of the workout because we're going to have a little bit of a surplus of energy nutrients. But that ensures that we maximize the training performance and the stimulus. We're also going to have a lot of protein around that time, so we're maximizing our body's ability to build muscle and strength during that time block. So the first time block is maximal muscle and strength growth with controlled fat gain and hopefully no gain at all if we control it well. The second five to six hours of being awake, we're still going to get muscle and strength growth, but we're now actually going to get fat loss because we brought the carbs and fats down into a deficit. Then the final five to six hours of being awake, again, we're going to get muscle and strength growth, but again, we're going to get fat loss because we're in a controlled carb and fat deficit. So per time block, the first one third of the day, they're going to be focusing on building muscle and strength when body fat is going to pretty much stay the same. So that way they can optimize their training performance. Then, in the second and third time blocks, we're still going to be building muscle and strength, but we're now actually getting fat loss. So this timing component allows the person who trains in the morning to have two-thirds of the day focused on fat loss while still maintaining the whole day to some degree. There's a variable rate of progress, but to some degree, they will be building muscle and strength throughout the whole day. Now, if we look at somebody who trains uh, midday, We're going to keep the same concept. We're going to aim for a surplus of protein throughout the day, but we're going to modulate and kind of change the timing of the energy nutrients. So a midday training example, uh, in the morning, we're going to eat a maintenance of energy. We don't need a surplus, but we don't want to be in a deficit because then by the time we get to the midday training, we're going to feel like crap and have no energy. So we more so want a maintenance level of energy with a surplus of protein. Then midday around the workout, we want pre-workout. We want a surplus of energy and protein. Post-workout, a surplus of energy and protein. And then the evening, we want a deficit of energy, which would be carbs and fats, with still a surplus of protein. This allows us that during the first five to six hours, we're going to still be building some muscle and strength from the workout before, if we train the day before. Uh, but we're really going to be controlling our fat levels If I have somebody who has a really high body fat percentage, we might create a deficit in the morning. If somebody's a moderate body fat percentage, I'll leave the uh, calories uh, for carbs and fats around maintenance levels. So we're not really making fat loss progress. We're just kind of making sure the body is fueled well and it has what it needs. This is going to make sure that the body doesn't have an increased demand to try to store fat the next day. So this is very helpful to protect against the body fighting to store fat. So it sounds like we're not making progress, but we actually are. This is allowing progress later in the day to be sustained and kept, not being countered the very following day. Then 
midday, we're going to be building muscle and strength, and we're going to have enough calories to perform well, but not so much for carbs and fats that we would gain fat. Then the final part of the day, the final five to six hours, still going to build muscle and strength, and we're going to be achieving the fat loss that we want. Then, like we said, the next morning, if we control around maintenance level for fats and carbs, the body doesn't try to store and save all of that to counter the night before being fat loss. So it's very helpful that it actually cycles in. What I do the next day, uh, what I do today will influence the next day. So it's important to know that. Then for people who train in the evening, same concept is we're going to aim for a surplus of protein throughout the day, but we're going to modulate the timing of our energy nutrients. So evening training people, we wake up, we have a deficit of energy, carbs and fats with a surplus of protein in the morning. Midday, we go to a maintenance of energy with a surplus of protein. Pre-workout is a surplus of energy and protein. Then post-workout is a deficit of energy, but still a surplus of protein. Again, this allows for the first five to six hours to be muscle and strength growth from the day before, and you're actually going to lose fat during the first five to six hours. Then the second five to six hours, again, still building muscle and strength, but we're going to kind of bring that deficit to a, a maintenance so the body is prepared and has a decent amount of energy leading into the workout. And then post-workout throughout the night, we're going to be building muscle and strength, but we're going to be achieving fat loss. So by controlling our food timing and the amounts of energy, nutrients, and protein, we can achieve simultaneous goals of fat loss and muscle building and strength. So food timing allows us to lose fat and build muscle at the same time. Now, it's not simultaneous within a single second, but we're able to do both within a single day. You don't necessarily have to decide on one versus the other. What do you want more? Do you want to lose fat more or do you want to build muscle more? You don't have to make that decision if you technically would like both. Especially if you're new to all of this, your body's going to respond very well and you can achieve both of these goals relatively well. As somebody would become more and more muscular, it will be harder for them to add more muscle so they might need to focus more into a true muscle building phase and not worry about a little bit of fat gain. Or if somebody's very high body fat, they might want to better focus on fat loss and worry about building muscle and strength later on. I wouldn't do that, you know, so much so that we wouldn't be building any muscle or strength, but we might lean heavier into fat loss. So the idea of achieving fat loss and building muscle and strength at the same time is it can be done if you recognize that Per 24 hours isn't the only way to measure carb and fat intake and protein intake. If we think of it instead as per 5 to 6 hours, we can break the day down into sections. And per section, we can focus on fat loss versus muscle building and strength building. We can actually achieve both throughout a 24-hour period by focusing on one versus the other within a five to six hour period. Now, why five to six hours? You can technically be doing this every second of every day. However, every five to six hours is a time frame that people can still manage while doing the rest of their life. And it pairs well with uh, the timing of one to two meals per five to six hour time block. 
which gives them an easier way to control and think of what they're doing if you only have to control your nutrition every one to two meals. That's way less overwhelming than trying to control your nutrition over a 24-hour period where you're trying to remember what you had for four or five meals uh, throughout a whole day. So instead, if we divide it up into five to six-hour time blocks, we only have to manage one to two meals at a time, whether we want to be in a deficit, surplus, or maintenance, how much protein do I need? We can only have to think of that one to two meals at a time. It's a pretty awesome approach because it's way less mental stress than what people typically do. Okay, so I thought that was fun to share. I would encourage you to play with food timing and remember that the goal is to have a surplus of protein throughout the day, to have a surplus of energy, carbs and fats around your workout time, but have a deficit of those nutrients away from your workout time. Awesome. Well, if you have any questions, shoot me an email at brutalironjim at gmail.com. Also, if you want to meet with me and talk with me, right now I'm doing free 15-minute consultations with anybody that's interested in being a client. We would meet virtually face-to-face, and then you can tell me what your goals are, what your struggles are, and I can tell you what we could do to overcome those. So if you're interested in working with me, you can sign up for a 15-minute consultation via email, brutalironjim at gmail.com, or you can go to our website, www.brutalironjim.com, go to the one-on-one services page, and you'll find a link there that you can sign up. We'll talk, uh, discuss everything, and then we'll see how it goes. Move on from there. Okay. Well, if you like the podcast, please consider donating to support the podcast, which you can do on our website. Also, if you like the information we share in the podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels. You can find us and follow us on Instagram and YouTube under the name Brutal Iron Jim. As always, I hope this was helpful, and thank you for listening.